Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling here with Colorado Rockies infielder Ryan McMahon. Ryan, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. So a lot has been happening here in the last few weeks, especially with All-Star Game stuff. As, of course, the Rockies ended up getting the All-Star Game a little bit later than uh, usually since it was moved from Atlanta. Um, But the game is going to be in about a month now. And today, as we record this on Monday, we got the first update. And currently, you are behind a few people as you are in seventh at second base. Um were you kind of surprised with the results of that, or did you think you would be a little bit higher up on the list? Um, actually, I haven't seen the results yet, um, you know, but uh, obviously, man, I, I think it would be awesome to be an all-star year in Denver. Um, you know, I think everybody's kind of goal is to always be an all-star. You want to be thought of as uh, one of the top players or probably playing well. So uh, there's still plenty of time left. You know, I, I think my focus has just got to be go play good baseball, man, and, and let the rest uh, take care of itself. Yeah, currently ahead of you are Ozzie Albies of the Braves, Adam Frazier of the Pirates, Gavin Lux of the Dodgers, Nico Horner of the Cubs, Jake Cronenworth of the Padres, who you'll see, of course, here today, and Gene Segura with the Phillies. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good players on that list. Man. There's, there's a lot of good baseball players out there, and, uh, you know, it's the fans vote and everything like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, just go play some more baseball and uh, change some fans' opinions of me. So this weekend you had two home runs in Cincinnati, and particularly with the one on Sunday, it was noticed by a lot of people on social media that you had a few more buttons undone on your shirt. Um, Is there a story behind that, or is it just something that kind of happened accidentally? No, I mean, I I, I did. uh, It was extremely hot out. I was just trying to kind of like stay cool and everything like that and uh, honestly I didn't realize my shirt was that far open um, I don't think it really was that much open but uh, when I started jogging around it just kind of started flopping and my mom uh, my mom and dad actually teased me about it um, so I, I caught some grief from the family but uh, all, all in good fun Do you uh, plan on keeping it for the future especially since you hit a home run with that? No man I, I think that was a one time thing uh, you know if it does maybe I'll pull it out again when, it's a, when it's a super hot day but that was more just, you know, I was trying to stay cool, get some uh, get some wind or air air all over my body so I could uh, try to cool down. Yeah, this week, I know in Denver, it's uh, supposed to be warm, not quite as humid, but I believe yeah, tomorrow it's, it's supposed to hit 100 degrees. Yeah, it's been hot out here lately. Yeah, and I know on, I think it was on Saturday when we were in uh, Cincinnati, the heat index was close to 100 because it was just so humid outside. Yeah, it's starting to warm up, that's for sure. Yeah. So um, this offseason, too, obviously last year you didn't have quite the season that you would have liked as you hit 215. But this year you're hitting for more power. So what have been some of the biggest changes you made 
this off season with your swing? Um, I think try to be a little bit shorter. Um, you know, I mean, this is obviously a really hard sport. You're never going to have it every single day, but um, you know, I've, I've tried to learn myself, learn my swing a little bit better, and um, you know, find ways that I can uh, get back to my A swing a little bit quicker. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of goal for every baseball player, man. It's just you got to be able to, to be your best every single day to compete at this level. So I think just learning myself, learning different things I can do in, in my routine and, and pregame stuff like that, uh, you know, just give me the best chance that night. Also, too, for prepping for a game when you're not starting, like, for example, on Saturday you didn't start, how does your pregame preparation change, or does it change? Um, it, it changes a little bit. Um, you know, I, I don't watch the starter probably as much. Um, you know, I, I probably just take a brief look just in case, you know, I get thrown in there or something like that. Um, but besides that, man, you just, I mean, you, you let the guys who are playing, you know, get in the cage and, and make sure that they get all their stuff done. Um, I mean, not much changes besides that, you know, still kind of just be the same guy around the clubhouse, do the same things, um, you know, maybe get a little bit more treatment or something like that, try to try to get my body strong right for the next day. Now, on Sunday, you faced Tony Santian, who was making his major league debut. Is it more difficult to face somebody who has never been in the majors because there's less video on them, or how does your preparation change for that? Um, I wouldn't say more difficult. I would just say there's less of a scout report, less information. You've got to kind of trust your eyes and go out there and just play baseball off your instincts a little bit more. But um, you know, he, he threw the ball well, man. He had some good stuff. Um, he moved it around. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just you just don't know as much about him. A lot of guys have tendencies and see these guys a lot so you have an idea of how they want to attack you and you're facing new guys it's just, it's just the first time facing them so you just got to go up there and battle now also too with the weekend obviously you guys got swept and obviously you haven't had the results that you would like on the road what are the biggest differences you guys have made on the road as an offense and what are some of the changes you need to make to win more games on the road you know, I mean, honestly, if, if I had those answers or if we had those answers, um, I, I don't think the results would be the way they are right now, unfortunately. Um, you know, so secret, we, we showed on the road, um, you know, and I think we just need to need to keep going, man. I, like like I've said before, we're a young team. A lot of guys are were, were going to these ballparks for the first time. And I will say, after playing in that out west a couple of times, playing at these other stadiums, you start to get, get a little bit more comfortable uh, going to these ballparks, you know, and kind of your feel of the box and, so for how the ball is going to move and different things like that. So, um, you know, I, I think the more that we play on the road, the more experience we get, um, you know, I, I think the better we'll, we'll start to play. Um, for the last few years since the team has struggled, how difficult has it been to keep having fun out there and not being too hard on yourself and getting too down? Uh you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't hard. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're pros. We, we don't want to lose, man. We, we enjoy winning. Winning's a lot more fun when you're winning. People are playing well, and there's there's things to celebrate when uh, when you're losing. It's uh, it's hard to find things to celebrate about. But you know, we've, we've got a good group, a bunch of guys who are comfortable with each other, and um, you know, it, it obviously hasn't been going well. But we show up every day with this, with a good attitude, ready to get to work, and ready to try to play some hard uh, baseball. Now, one of the things I know that you guys try to do to keep it light in the dugout is the home run game, which John Gray told us about about a week and a half ago now. Um, you probably don't have it as much to do with it since you're on the field for at least half the game. Um, but 
can you describe how you guys do that if you're involved with it? Um, I am not involved with that. That is, uh, that's just pitchers and uh, a couple of staff members, I think. But uh, basically, they just you get, I think, one pitch to call a home run on and one at bat to call a home run on each game, and there's point system. I'm not really sure. I just I like when I hit home runs and somebody's called it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about it. That's that's my involvement. Um, and I know one of the things that you guys as an offense do is the uh, base knock thing. How did that end up starting? Um, I think Daza started that actually. He just he he'll always be going around and just be like, "Oh, that's a knock," and then uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure who ran with it, but uh, yeah, that's that's been our thing this year for sure. Have you guys ended up developing anything for uh, a triple or a home run? Because it's obviously you only have two hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we're still working on that one, but uh, who knows? Something might debut soon. I know when you guys do, when you have the chain, and I know you were happy a few weeks ago, well, actually more than a month ago now when you first won it. Um, how how well does that make the clubhouse in coming together? You know, I, I think it's just a good thing, right? You know, you kind of step back. You know, it's, it's hard to get wins in this game. Um, you know, you play some good baseball, you come to the clubhouse, and, you know, you recognize guys who do well, and that feels good for that person. That feels good for you know other people to see. You know, hey, like you know, he's he's doing good. He's fighting for us, um, and it's just a good moment, man. It's a good moment for everybody to you know kind of come together, feel good for that guy, and feel good as a team. So um, I think it's important. You know, I, I think we need to do more of, of those sorts of things. We're picking each other up, you know, pulling for each other, different things like that. Just you know, build build a good culture here for sure. Um. I know Charlie Blackman is the MC of the event, and of course he started off the season slow, but he's picked it up a lot recently, as I believe his on-base percentage is either at or really close to 400 in the last month and a half or so. Is he allowed to win the chain or or not? Yeah, uh, there was one time he wasn't going to give it to himself, though, and we had to we had to make sure that he knew that he was getting the dark chain because he'll just pass it off to somebody else. I mean, he kind of goes around, talks to a couple different guys, uh, gets opinions on, on who should, who should win it. And then, uh, he goes from there. So, but yeah, he needs to be reminded every now and then that he's a damn good baseball player and, uh, he deserves the chain too. Then also too, I know recently when you guys were celebrating Bud Black's 300th victory as Rocky, he was given the chain. Uh, how is that a little bit different than the other chain ceremonies? Uh, that was a good one, man. I mean, obviously that's a, a big milestone for Buddy, and uh, it, was, it was good to throw him in there. It gave him a little beer shower, and uh, it, it was a good moment. It was, it was fun for the team. Yeah, and I know the Rockies posted on Twitter that he was basket Buddy since he was thrown in a shopping cart, and Charlie was steering yeah, him all Charlie, around Charlie the clubhouse. Put him in the middle, and uh, we doused him with some Coors Light. <laughs> of yeah. course, it has to be Coors Light too. It can't be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> In the second half of our interview with Ryan McMahon, we asked him about whether or not he would be interested in participating in the Home Run Derby, as well as some of his relationships with some of his teammates and some other personal questions like his favorite music and his thoughts on some sports video games. We have that on the other side of these messages here on the Rockspile Rockies Report. So, also, too, with the All-Star Game coming up here in about a month, um, 
right now it looks like that you are going to be possibly the only Rocky there. Um, but you definitely have a shot at the home run derby since you are in the top 10 in the NL in home runs. What is your opinion on possibly participating in it? Would you say yes if you were asked to? Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, I haven't, like, looked into it, thought about it too much. Um, you know, that definitely interests me, that's for sure. I think it's a really cool event. I think the fans love it. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of fun. And, you know, this is a good ballpark. I'm taking a lot of BP here, so um, it's something I would definitely highly consider, man. And uh, you know, I, I, I'd probably end up saying yes would, would be probably the way I'm leaning, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some fun out there. Would there be any concerns with that in possibly messing up your swing, because I know some players have said it in the past where in the second half of the season, then they kind of get pull happy and try to, they essentially continue on with the home run derby swing and then it messes them up. Would there be any concerns with that for you? Um, you know, off, off the top of my head, no, but you know, that would definitely be something I, I kind of thought, you know, maybe lean on some guys, ask some guys who have been there before some questions. Uh, obviously Chuck did it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure my agent can put me in contact with, uh, you know, some of his other guys who have done it or something like that. So, you know, that, that'll all go into it. But, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, man, I, I don't think too much. And by the way, with your two home runs this weekend, I said top ten. You're actually now in the – you're tied in the top five. So nice. You're nice. tied for fourth with Escobar, with the Diamondbacks, Freeman of Atlanta, and Tyler O'Neill of St. Louis. That's a rather surprising one there, at least in my opinion. But I, I ran into him in the minor leagues. I think he's, I think he's a really good player. Yeah, and he just hasn't had the power developed, but it obviously is developed this year. One of them you saw this weekend was Jesse Winker. Um, he's above you on the list. He has 17 home runs. What did you yeah. see out of him this weekend and when you guys played him earlier this season? Yeah, man, he's, he's, he swings a good stick. He, uh, he gets up there and, I mean, there isn't much taken in his game, and he's up there, and he's, he's ready to whack the ball, and it's it's pretty impressive seeing him get a swing off. I mean, he's he's hitting all kinds of pitches, different locations, different things like that. So, uh, I, I think he's in a really good spot, and I think he's done uh, do some really good things with the bat. The guy who tops the list for the NL, you will see, if not today, sometime uh, this series, is it's Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, what do you like out of him, and how he? plays the game with his swagger and style. Yeah, man. I, he's obviously an extremely exciting player. Um, you know, he does a lot of things well. He, he plays the game hard. Um, you know, he's, he's running all over the field. And obviously what he does with the bat uh, speaks for itself. He's, uh, he's a hell of a player, man. He's, he's really fun to watch. Now, to get back to the Rockies, um, the shortstop for you guys, Trevor Story, obviously there's been a lot of trade rumors around him. Um for you personally, if he is traded or leaves the Rockies, um, what kind of relationship do you have with him, and what kind of loss will that be for you? Yeah, uh, you know, this, I don't even know where to go with this because, I mean, the guy's meant so much to me. He was one of my best men in, uh, in my wedding, um, and, you know, he's just he's been a, a huge influence on me. And, I mean, we lived together in the offseason, 15 to 16, and, that was really the first time I got to know him, and ever since, man, he's just, I mean, people people know him as a great baseball player. He's a great human, so, uh, you know, it, it'll be tough to see him go, obviously. Um, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite people to play with. Um, he basically taught me how to play up the middle, um, so, you know, it, it'll be tough, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the business side of things, man. It's 
just how this game goes. But uh, definitely, definitely will be sad to see him go if that happens. Now, this weekend in Cincinnati, when I was there, I talked with a few relievers and asked them some of these more off-the-field personal questions. So I kind of want to see what your opinion is on them, too. For some of your favorite music and artists to listen to, whether it's to get into the pregame routine or just to wind down after the game, what are some of your favorite What's some of your favorite music to listen to? Man, I am literally the worst person to ask this to because I listen to everything. I never, I don't think I've put one song on in the clubhouse in the four or five years I've been here. Um, I love country music. I love rap. I love hip hop. Um, honestly, man, everything. Like I can, I can get down with anything. I love Dominican music. It, it all just, but it's whatever I'm in the mood for. So I am, I'm not picky, and I really don't have any favorite uh, anything as far as that goes. Well, Lucas Gilbreth told me that he was, quote, too lazy to pick out any individual songs. He would just look up playlists online, and he would just play the playlist. <laughs> so. Dude, see, that's the problem with Spotify nowadays, man. You just you click a playlist and you let it go. <laughs> yeah, and Ben Bowden, he gave me pretty much the same answer you did in a lot of different categories, and the same with uh, Robert Stevenson as well. But yeah, yeah, I found Gilbreth. We got a pretty diverse group, man. We play we play a lot of different music in the clubhouse. Yeah, and it definitely seems like it. But yeah, with Gilbreth, he was like, "Yeah, I, I'm just too lazy to pick out individual groups or artists, so I just pick yeah, a playlist and play it." <laughs> <laughs> um, on the bench too, um, they were saying out in the bullpen. They talk a lot about a lot of different things, but one of them is analytics. When you are on the bench, what are some of the things you guys talk about? Honestly, man, as far as the bench goes, we're, we're basically talking baseball the whole time, man. You know, trying to, you know, talk about either the other team's players or, you know, what this pitcher's trying to do, different things like that. Pretty boring, um, you know, but honestly, man, besides that, it's, it's, it's a lot of ball talk, you know, just kind of how the team's doing, different things, different guys are doing. Um, trying to think of anything specific, but can't really think of anything specific. Um, and then final two questions I've got for you is – especially with players born in the 90s, they grew up with a lot of video games. And some of them even got introduced to baseball by video games or some of their heroes they played via video game. Um, are you a big fan of sports video games or particularly baseball video games? Um, I was. As a kid, I played uh, Nintendo 64. I can't remember which one it was. It was either like 2001 or 2002. Whatever the game was on Nintendo 64, it had Derek Jeter on the cover. Um, and I used to play that all the time. When my cousins were coming to town, we'd play that and like Mario Party. Um, and man, we used, to, we used to just clutch on there. I used to always try to get the bases loaded with Sean Green up. That was like my goal every time I played. <laughs> did you just trying to hit grand slams. Did you have Sean Green on the Dodgers or did you trade him to different teams? No, no, he was on the Dodgers. It was like him, Sheffield, Paula Duca. Uh, who else? Marquise Grisham, uh, or Grissom. So it was, it was a fun team to play with. Yeah, when I talked to some of the relievers about it, they were saying how they would they like playing as some of the uh, different players, but then they would trade them to different teams and all that kind of stuff as well. Oh yeah, that's that's way too advanced for me. <laughs> and not surprisingly, with you might not find this surprising. At least I hope you wouldn't. Uh, with Lucas Gilbreth, one of his was Todd Helton. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, obviously. I yeah. mean, Todd, Todd mashed in a lot of those games, that's for sure. Yeah. So with that, too, and it 
could be from players from that era or any era. If there was any one or multiple players that you would, whether they're alive or dead, that you would like to play one game with, who would it be? Like in real life or on on a video game? In real life, if you could. Uh, I, it could be someone who passed away 70 years ago. But if, if you had the opportunity to. Oh, man. i got to think about this one. Put me on the spot here. Uh, well, here, I'll start for the present day one. Uh, I, I'd like to go play with Shohei Otani. I think that I think that everything that he does is, is pretty incredible, man. When you stop and think about it, you know he's got stupid power, um, nasty stuff on the mound. I, I feel like that'd be fun to play with. Um, as far as all time goes, man, uh, I don't know. I, I, so I grew up a couple houses down from Bobby Cruz. So I'll just say Bobby Cruz. Something to play with, uh, with Bobby back in the day. It was funny, too, with Bobby Gritch. He was actually mentioned on a pregame with Bud probably about three weeks ago now. Um, and they were they were talking about tall infielders like yourself and saying how they, in the past, it didn't used to be taller guys, but he happened to be one of them in the 70s and 80s that was taller since he was 6'2 or 6'3. Yeah, so we're getting a lot of Bobby Gritch talk. That's nice. Yeah, and another one that was brought up was Mark Belanger in that interview as well since he was like six four but of course like cal ripkin he was taller as well um so of the bullpen guys that i talked to the ones that i got the most were david ortiz mariano rivera uh got a pedro martinez chipper jones obviously i mentioned todd helton um but yeah i was surprised that they were more of the recent ones but also too one of them as well was mike trout which is not surprising yeah Makes sense, right? Yep. Well, thank you very much for joining me, especially early on a Monday for you before it's, what, four a little more than four hours before to the start of the game. But thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Rockies infielder Ryan McMahon. And we will have more exclusive conversations here in the upcoming days as we traveled to Cincinnati this past weekend and talked with a few Rockies players and also to a big thanks to the Rockies PR team with their help in setting up some of these interviews as well as now we can go on the field for these interviews and not have to conduct them over Zoom or phone calls as long as we are there in the stadium. Um, so we had a few in Cincinnati and we will definitely have a few upcoming when the team is in Denver and perhaps maybe even some more on the road as the season develops. So thank you very much for listening to the Rocks Pile Rockies report. And as Kevin Henry always says, hey, go Rockies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.